Welcome to The Everyday Heroine. This podcast is meant to inspire women's leadership to help encourage women to discover the truth about what they are capable of. Hey, it's Maria with another episode of The Everyday Heroine. This week we feature a legendary hero because he is the real inspiration for this podcast. Joseph Campbell is our honorary everyday hero. Let's take a journey so you can see for yourself. I hope you agree that he is incredibly worthy of being the first man featured on the show. I searched for years to find that magical one thing that every other thing comes from when it comes to inspiring leadership. I was raised on superhero cartoons Charlie's Angels, and The Bionic Woman. Not only was I inspired by these characters, but I believed I could live life in some real way like a superheroine. But I needed something solid. Maybe that's the engineer in me speaking. It seemed a little sketchy to suggest that we all simply become our own form of a real-world Wonder Woman without some level of data or research behind it. Although I know many incredibly inspiring women who are completely okay telling you that Wonder Woman is their inspiration, but I needed to find out what makes this true for so many people. So let's get into it. After many years of searching and following some of the most inspiring leaders of our modern times, I found it. They were all pointing to the same source. There's a guy by the name of Joseph Campbell, and his whole life was all about finding that one thing that I was looking for. He figured it out, and he created a guide that can teach us how to live a life like a heroine. Of course, I will be using the word heroine while he uses the word hero. In the movie Finding Joe, they begin with a quote by Joseph Campbell which says, I don't believe people are looking for the meaning of life as much as they are looking for the experience of being alive. Joe was a philosopher and he was able to see the truth when some people have lost sight of it. I watched the DVD series on The Power of Myth, and I've also read his books, The Hero's Journey and The Hero with a Thousand Faces. The books are pretty intense and give incredible detail of the myth and the interpretations of the myths. The movie Finding Joe is a fun way to learn how Joe turned his life's work studying myths into something inspiring for the world to know. I am grateful to discover Joe's work because I find meaning in the heroine's journey and sharing it with others is part of my own journey. It is how I share the story with others while helping inspire women's leadership in the world. Joe dissected and diagrammed all of the stories. He compared all the myths, all the movies, all the novels, all the romances, and he found one story within all the stories that we can relate to no matter where we come from. Robert Walter is the president of the Joseph Campbell Foundation, and he tells us, 
The heroine's journey is a pattern or an algorithm broken down into three parts, separation, initiation, and return. Like a true engineer, I love a great algorithm. You can see from the illustration in the movie that it is a little more complicated than that, but we will stick to these three parts in this episode. Robert says, separation is when you are in one kind of reality, in one place, and you are separated from it. Many people will talk about life-changing moments that happen after major life events, like a divorce, or a loss in the family, or overcoming a major illness, an accident, or a disease, or the loss of a job. These major life events can inspire the heroine's journey. I believe that every career woman, and especially women who work in male-dominated industries, are on a very unique journey to be everyday heroines. Not every woman is able to find her inner heroine while on the journey of life, even though it is always there waiting for her to uncover. And if she is lucky enough to find the way to her inner heroine, she may find that there is an unlimited supply of inner heroine inside of her. It may not be what she thinks, but once she cracks the code and unleashes the potential, she can wake up every day knowing that nothing can stop her. It's that kind of wonderful. In the movie The Matrix, this is when Neo is asked whether he wants the red pill or the blue pill. For a woman working in a man's world, this may be when you find out that you are being paid less than your male counterpart for the same work, same education, and same experience. Maybe it is when you get passed by for that promotion, or when you get stuck again with the less desirable job assignment that sets you back from advancement while your peers are getting the bigger, better advantages and the compensation increases to go with it. It may be that overdue moment that you realize you need to file the lawsuit. When we see a heroine's journey in a movie like Wonder Woman or Moana or Frozen, there is a heroine in us that is being talked to, that wants to be actualized. It whispers to you, it's time for you to be that heroine in your way, in your life. From the movie Finding Joe, they talk about the story of the Wizard of Oz, which was really about how to help Dorothy claim her inner resources. In the end, how did she get home? Clicking her heels? She had that ability the whole time, but it didn't get mobilized for her until she went through all of those challenges and was able to test herself. Rashida Jones says, it's kind of like moving from the ordinary to the extraordinary. It's going through the dark to come out to the light. Going from an unsatisfying life to a satisfying life by pushing through the scariest things you can imagine. 
just like an everyday heroine, as a woman in a male-dominated field, you will run into some of the most unfair obstacles imaginable. Yet this sets you apart as someone very special that is meant to be tested and to overcome those challenges. In my book, you are some of the bravest heroines of all. Marie Curie hit separation when she had to fight for the lab to do the research so that she could discover her elements. The Mercury 13 hit separation when they were refused entry into NASA's space program in the 1960s. Mae West hit separation when she was arrested for the content of her plays in New York City. Ruth Bader Ginsburg hit separation when she graduated law school and couldn't get a job at a law firm. Temple Grandin hit separation many times, and she may be one of the strongest heroines for overcoming obstacles under the most harshest conditions. Hedy Lamar hit separation when she was denied the patent for her invention of frequency hopping. The women of Hidden Figures hit separation also. Dorothy Vaughn was initially denied the position of supervisor. Katherine Johnson hit separation as soon as she walked into the space task group and probably every day she worked for NASA. Mary Jackson hit separation when she was denied the opportunity to take classes to become an engineer. Gloria Steinem hit separation at every point in her career, from her first interview to the beginning of Miss Magazine and onward. I hit separation at my first engineering job out of college when I found out I was getting paid less than my male counterparts with the same education and less experience than me. The most important thing that the myths teach us is to go beyond what we perceive as the limits of our possibilities, says Robert Walter. Brian Johnson says, myth is not a history lesson. It's a metaphor for universal experiences. Guy Hendricks says, most of us are metaphorically impaired. We don't realize that it is a metaphor for a transformational process that we can make happen for ourselves. Like the Holy Grail or Kung Fu Panda, it's not the grail, the tangible grail, or the actual secret ingredient. It's the intangible thing. Like when Kung Fu Panda finally discovers that he is the secret ingredient. When he looks at the scroll, which is just a mirror, with his reflection looking back at him. The intangible is how you cook the meal that makes a difference. It's how you show up at work and how you write the code, how you deliver a project, and how you attend meetings. It's how you drive your car, eat your breakfast, and hug your family. Movies and stories are so powerful because it's better to have a story than an explanation because the story is so much richer. Deepak Chopra says, 
ask the mythical characters from history to incarnate through you. And then don't be surprised when you see synchronicities, coincidences, and serendipities suddenly show up that is a part of the story that you have been seeking to express. I find that you don't need to actively ask. Your heart already knows what you really want and it is asking for you, even when things go sideways. Watch the movie. The story Alan Cohen tells in the first five minutes is golden. And the story that Robert tells about the tiger cub growing up as a sheep is priceless. Your life is the fruit of your own doing. You have no one to blame but yourself. Joseph Campbell So if this story is by design, why isn't everybody living it? Here's where I feel like the 80-20 rule applies. 80% of the people, 80% of the time, will have no interest in being a heroine. It's not for everyone. From the movie, most people live their lives under a mass hypnosis, and the media influences people to be transed out consumers. It's a trance of comfort, the status quo. The real world is all about making a lot of money and buying a lot of things. It's impossible to enjoy the material world because you end up on that treadmill of more, 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 bigger, better, and you can't get off. There's no creativity. We are guided toward a weird sense of what is real in our lives. And those ideas are imposed on us from the outside telling us what we should and should not do. It starts out with, you shouldn't talk to that person from a different tribe. You shouldn't marry that person. You should go to this school. You should have a certain type of car and live in a certain type of house. Instant gratification makes you lose contact with this mythical part of your soul. With every heroine's journey, they are presented with the idea that the world that they are presented with is nothing more than an illusion. In The Matrix, Morpheus shows Neo that the world he sees is an illusion. Separation continues with the call to adventure. The red pill or the blue pill? Do you want to stay in the illusion or learn a potentially unsettling, life-changing truth? When you wake up to reality, you realize that you are full of potential. The call to adventure signifies that destiny has summoned the heroine, Joseph Campbell. Like a phone ringing, you can run away or hang up. You don't have to answer the call but it will keep calling back until you finally answer the call. If you are paying attention, the call may come in the form of a feather tickling you, or if you are not paying attention, it may come in the form of a sledgehammer. For a career woman, the sledgehammer may come in the form of a disappointing annual performance review or a Christmas bonus or a failed attempt at a promotion. 
The lighter side of the calls may be the weekly meetings, daily project reports, or task assignments. If you are asking yourself, why don't I get XYZ and he does? Or why is he getting something and not me? That's probably your call. For me, there was always a moment when I could realize that a guy who I thought was more capable gave me clear evidence that he was not as capable as I was. This was a sign of the call for me. It's that moment when you know you're running circles around your peers. That is not a moment to ignore. It is a sign that you have been called to something greater. Most people are afraid of their potential. Women are taught from a very early age that being bossy is not a good thing. That's an early call to a woman's greatness. People wake up to the heroine of their own life when they get tired of being the victim of their own life. At the point when you say enough, I don't want to listen to my parents anymore. I'm tired of my boss, tired of the sermon I'm being taught. It's time for change. Robert Walter tells us you have three options. Number one, you can surrender to victimhood continue on its way. Number two, you can give your victimhood to someone. Ask someone to just tell you what to do and you'll do it. Number three, realize you have a choice here and you are responsible. Responsible for your own adventure. Campbell quotes Nietzsche and says, the snake that cannot shed its skin must perish. Death in a myth means something has to die in order to make way for something else to live, not necessarily that someone has to die. No death, no change. No death, no transformation. The key to blessing death is recognizing that it's a death to one whole form that has played itself out. It has no use anymore. As the phoenix rises, it gives way to a new form that has new intrinsic values and makes your life even bigger and better. Check out Taylor Swift in her Reputation album. That's pretty much what she's all about there. New birth, new revelation, new insight into life. As you grow as a human, you will learn to keep dying. We must be willing to get rid of the life we've planned so as to have the life that is waiting for us. Joseph Campbell. There is plenty of proof that people transcend the worst things imaginable in life. Episode 8 of The Everyday Heroine is a great example of how Gloria Steinem goes through transformation after transformation. There are plenty of stories from the recent Olympics. Allison Felix and Simone Biles and many more are proof that real people have heroic stories of transformation. Akiva Goldsman says, You may have to wrestle with your trauma. Accept, acknowledge, forgive, 
and all of the terribly difficult things that come with it. It's also something that you work with for the rest of your life. From that most difficult thing came an understanding, compassion. It's not what happens to us, it's what we do with it. Part two, initiation. You are put into another place where you are in some manner initiated. Finding your own path is the initiation process. The forest represents the edge of your world, the darkness, and it takes a heroine to go into the forest. The people in your community don't understand why you want to go in there. In fact, they pull you back and ask, why can't you be happy with what you have here? But there is an urge within the heroine to go and explore. In the movie, everyone tells the same story of the Knights of the Round Table, where they agree that they must go into the forest at their own points. Each knight enters where it is darkest, where there is no existing path, you cannot follow another's path. If you attempt to go in where there is already a path, that's the one clear indication that you are not on your path. Follow your bliss, says Joseph Campbell. In the movie, they try to explain this from different perspectives. Here's what they suggest. Here are the highlights on following your bliss. Ask yourself, what am I in this world to do? What am I most passionate about? What are my greatest gifts? Listen to your heart and follow your truth. How do you know what your bliss is? Journaling will help you as you have a conversation with yourself about what are your hopes, dreams, lessons, talents, gifts, weaknesses. What's more important than personal success? How does what you want to do in life benefit the world? What if you don't know? Should you force it? Go looking. Try new things. Put yourself out there, but don't anticipate what you'll find. What am I passionate about? What are the things I love doing? That's where the door to your bliss opens. How do you find your bliss? Find your bliss through exposure. Just watching someone else do something can spark or ignite your bliss. Why don't we follow our bliss? Fear especially the fear of what others will think of us. Watch the movie and find out more about how to follow your bliss. People sometimes get discouraged into thinking that they are not meant to find their bliss or that they don't have any or they won't ever find it. This is imposter syndrome and it's part of the journey to overcome that mindset obstacle. When you seek to discover your bliss, the universe will open doors where there were only walls.
Joseph Campbell What will they think of me must be put aside for bliss. Joseph Campbell Find the place where there is joy and the joy will burn out the pain. Joseph Campbell Opportunities to find deeper powers within ourselves come when life seems most challenging. Joseph Campbell When we go on the heroine's journey, there is a dragon we must slay. The dragon is a construct of all the rules and obligations of the world we live in that tells us what we should and should not do. It is not there to eliminate healthy fear, but the fear that holds you back from personal success. Fear that we have not faced has a tendency to creep. It moves through our experiences. It starts to toxify your perceptions. You become scared. In the movie, Tony Hawk tells the story of overcoming fear when he did the first human-sized skateboard loop. Fear is an inherent part of the human experience. What makes slaying the dragon important for the heroine's journey is to help us to have courage, to move forward in spite of the fear. Lynn Kaufman says, courage is when you know what to do and you do it. Lack of courage is when you know what to do and you don't do it. Tony Hawk says, courage is the ability to get up after you've fallen and try again, exploring the unknown and trying stuff that people thought was impossible. Courage is like a muscle and you can think of it as a gym, exercising your courage muscle. You literally have the courage to lift more in your life when you have more courage. When the struggle between good and bad is understood to be going on inside of ourselves, it can be very beneficial. It is part of the personal transformation. What happens most of the time is that we want to see ourselves as good, so we will look for evil outside of ourselves. The great obstacle in life really is ourselves. If we overcome that one, we can do great things. We live life and encounter obstacles all the time. 80% of the people, 80% of the time will play the blame game and project the problem outside ourselves. And they will not realize there is a different way. In the business world, I believe that one of the greatest game changes for women is around negotiation. If I can inspire every woman on the planet to negotiate for herself so that her inner heroine grows, we can change the world in positive and powerful ways. Here are the steps to slaying the dragon. Number one, first, stop fighting it. Two, notice that part of you that is fighting. Three, allow yourself to grow a bigger sense of yourself from what you notice. Four, 
You may choose to love your dragon. It feels a lot better when you look at it this way. This is optional and highly recommended to accelerate your growth. Five, receive the gift your dragon gives you when you love your darkness. When you are no longer fighting yourself, your inner darkness or the dragon, you are no longer fighting. Using up dark thoughts, emotions, energy that come with that fight. You are then open and available to see something else, something lighter. As we overcome our fears, we gain power because we no longer use our time and energy on dark thoughts and emotions, dragon time. This is what a soul's journey is all about, slaying the dragon. The most rewarding moments come after the struggle. What we do with our lives is what makes us heroines. There is a grace in knowing that. There is a gift in believing that. Alan Cohen says, every minus is half of a plus waiting for a stroke of vertical awareness. At a certain point in the journey, it becomes about loving and accepting yourself as who you are. That's a powerful moment because that lines you up directly with the universe. Now there's no more war going on inside yourself. As the gap heals between your unlovable self and your lovable self, you gain an awesome power. The final part of the journey is the return. You come back. The privilege of a lifetime is being who you are. Joseph Campbell. From the movie, the way we think of time is linear, but the heroine's journey tells us no. You're going to go here and have this adventure, and you're going to come back. The big question is after the adventure, what did you bring back? The heroine brings back a story. There's a circle to the adventure and the circle should be closed to make it complete. Even when there is no treasure to bring back, the story of the adventure becomes the treasure. To close the circle means you come back different than what you started and to share that with others helps everyone. Part of being yourself is having the courage to adventure in life and come back with a story to share with others. What is life about? When you know that you are here to make a difference, then life becomes easy. Don't give up. That is a story we tell ourselves when we are in a heroine's journey. It can be the most powerful voice that comes from inside yourself. And in the end, that's all we have. And that is a very powerful thing to have. Let me sum up my review of Finding Joe and the heroine's journey. A heroine's journey has basically three parts, separation, initiation, and return. Part one, 
In separation, we answer a call to be separated from a world of illusions for a world that helps us further understand a meaningful truth. You are ready to resist the status quo. Part 2. Initiation. You are finding your bliss. You enter the forest and walk your own path to find your dragon. Exercise the courage to fight your inner demons, slay the dragon, and achieve a personal transformation. Part 3. The Return. You share your story of transformation with others to make the world a better place. And you have the privilege of a lifetime of being who you are. Repeat the cycles as many times as you can. Many thanks to the amazing people who were interviewed in the movie Finding Joe. Rashida Jones, Katherine Hardwick, Rebecca Armstrong, Sir Ken Robinson, Deepak Chopra, Robin Sharma, Alan Cohen, Chunglian Al Huang, Guy Hendricks, Brian Johnson, Avika Goldsman, and the producers of Finding Joe, Patricia Frazier and Patrick Solomon. My tribute to Joseph Campbell for the amazing work that he brought to the world for me to understand how to become an everyday heroine and share it with others. I hope you have enjoyed this episode of The Everyday Heroine. We encourage everyone to journey responsibly and to reach out to mental health professionals for support. Never hesitate to ask for help and to get the support you need when you need it. Check out our show notes for mental health links and hotlines in the U.S. Thank you so much for listening to The Everyday Heroine. It is my honor to be on this journey in life with you, and I hope you enjoy the podcast. Before we come to a close, we would love it if you hit that follow button. Check the show notes for additional information about this episode and how we continue to help grow the inspiring leaders of the future.